St. John's Nation, thank you for once again tuning in to St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church podcast to listen to Pastor Michael H. L. Robinson Sr. bring the word that God has given him. Today's podcast is a very special podcast. You're going to hear prayer from our deacons and our deaconess. These men and women of God are going to deliver some powerful prayer. And if you're at home, you may need to sit down. And if you're out walking, you may need to take a break. And if you're in your car driving, don't be like Jesus. Take the wheel. No, pull over. So prepare your mind, your heart, and your soul. And like always, I hope you enjoy this podcast and be blessed. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that we stand this morning before these, your people. God, we do not take it lightly that we stand here. Um, Therefore, we ask God that you just endow us with your Holy Spirit, those who are going to pray, God, those who are going to sing, God, those who are going to just help us lift up your name this morning. We pray, God, you just endow us all with your spirit this morning, God, allow your spirit to fall fresh in this place, not only in this building, God, but wherever this word is heard, God. We pray, God, you would transform houses this morning, God, transform jobs and cars this morning. Even if they're sitting on the outside, God, enjoying the beauty of your holiness, God, we ask, Father, that you just allow your spirit to fall fresh in that place. We ask, God, today that you just strengthen us, God, in our inner man, God, to hear your word, God. And when we hear your word, God, allow us, God, to come and run to you, God, saying, Lord, I yield, God. I know I haven't been right all the time, God. I know I haven't got it all right, God, but I yield now, God. I ask, God, that you would make me better than I was before I came in, before I heard your word, God. Even now, God, we commend these services, God, into your hand, God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless your name this morning. Amen, God. Amen. persons. Amen. The blessed Trinity. Amen. Amen. That is hymn one. That is the first hymn in your hymn books. Amen. Amen. At this time, we're going to proceed along. Amen. We're going to have um, our prayer service this morning. Um, we're going to have um, five individuals that's going to come and pray for a specific area. Amen. And we're having this order. Deaconess Phyllis Mabry will come and pray for St. John Missionary Baptist Church those who are on the prayer list of this church. 
Mother Maud Wynn will follow her, praying for the church and also mission. Deacon Joe Davis will come and pray for children of the world. Deaconess Sheila Robinson will come and pray for sick and shut-in, followed by Brother Richard Granberry, who will pray for family. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give them a hand as they come and please pray with them this morning. Amen? Amen. And as they pray, amen, remember, um, it, it's, we're praying, we're, we're interceding um, to the Lord, amen. We ain't trying to have nothing elaborate. We just pray that the Lord can hear us. So when everybody be on one accord this morning, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being God and ruler in our lives, Lord God. Father God, we come this morning, O oh God, in the precious name of Jesus. Father God, asking, O oh God, that you would bless the hearts and the minds, O oh God, of your people everywhere, Lord God. But Father God, we especially want to lift up the sick of the St. John Missionary Baptist Church family, Lord God. God, some are sick in mind, O oh God, not thinking right, O oh God, not understanding right, Lord God. O oh God, we just ask that you touch and regulate that heart and that mind, O oh God, that it fall back on you, O oh Lord God. Father God, we have some that are sick in body, O oh God. Father God, some are racking with pain, O oh God. But Father God, just one touch of you, O oh God, and their body will be made whole again, Lord God. Father God, we're lifting up those that are sick in spirit on today, Lord God. Father God, that have turned their back on you, Lord God. Not understanding, oh God, that the torment that they're going through is just you just telling them to come back home to you, Lord God. Father God, we lift those up to you on today, oh God. Father God, we lift up the entire body of St. John, oh God. Name by name, oh God. Need by need, Lord God. And Father God, we just ask you that you just bless them in a mighty way on this day, Lord God. Father God, we ask that you be pleased with this service on today, oh God. Oh God, that everything that we say and do, oh God, be for your glory and not ours, oh God. Father God, we ask these things, oh God, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good morning, church. Uh, I was reading my Bible this morning, and the Psalm of John 17, it was Jesus' prayer before he died. And that let me know that this is a day for prayer in the church. So as I pray, please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you have shown us, God. We pray, Lord, that you keep us in our right mind, with our minds stayed on you, trusting in you for everything. We are praying for churches all over the world, God, that you intercede for us, for there's been a falling away right now, God. So keep us, Lord. Keep us strong in you. Focus on you, knowing that you are in control of everything and that you can fix anything. We are praying that you keep us with our minds staying fast on you and trusting that nothing can come against us that you can't handle, God. We pray you keep us, God, in the right mind. Focus us on you, God. We're praying for people that have left the church, God, that you show them you, God, as you only you can, God. Keep us strong in you, Jesus, trusting for everything that comes our way, Jesus. We are money, God. You are a strong, God. Keep us, Lord Jesus. Keep us, because we need you, Lord Jesus, in this house right now, God. Touch everyone under my, under my voice, God, that you help them through every situation that they're going through. Merciful God you are. Money God. Thank you Jesus for being who you are. 
We are praying for help for this world in this trying time that we have right now, God. Keep us strong in you. Trust in Lord that you know what's best for us. All these prayers that I ask, any that I fail to ask in the name of the Father, Son, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good morning, church. I know that we all are grown-ups in here, and some of, most of us have kids. Some are young kids. We have some teenagers, and we have some grown children in the world. Each and every one of us, and they're our kids, and we concerned about them, we love them, and we cherish them, we do all we can to help them. But there's so much going on in the world today that you can drop your kid off to daycare, you don't know if you're going to pick him up this afternoon. The kids go to school, you don't know if they're going to come back home that afternoon. The grown kids go off to the jobs, you don't know if they're going to get back home safe or not. There's just so much chaos going on in the world today. And we need to pray for our children, whether they're small kids, whether they're teenagers or whether they're grown, our grown kids, even the grandkids and great-grand, we need to keep them lifted up in prayer because this devil, he got so much to offer them, so much to deter them from this where they need to be. And it's, it's hard for a child, you know, to grow up today in this cruel and evil world that we live in. So we're going to pray this morning and ask the Lord to, just to bless our children. Gracious, eternal, and everlasting God, our Father, Lord, we come once again. We come with humble hearts and bowed heads. We come, my master, looking to the hill from whence cometh our help. Lord, we realize this morning that all our help comes from you. Praying this morning, my master, that you'll look down on our children this morning, oh God. Look down on them in a special way, Father. Oh God, we ask that you touch them with your healing hand of mercy this morning. Turn them around out there, Father. Bring them into the fold, oh God. And keep them blessed, oh God. When they go out and when they come in, realizing this morning, my father, that old Satan desires to sift them like wheat. But, oh, Lord, you say that you come and you come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And we realize, oh, God, this morning, you say that if you be lifted up, if you be lifted up from this earth, you say that you will draw, you will draw all men unto you. So we ask, oh, God, this morning that you draw our children. Draw them closer to your Father. Give them a closer walk with your Father. Protect them from all hurt, harm, and danger, both seen and unseen. Oh God, we just want to ask you, oh God, right now, just to be with them in the everyday walk of life. Oh God, we just want to let you know that we thank you, we praise you, we give you honor, and we give you glory, Father, because what's so richly due to your name this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. God is good and all the time. And he's worthy to be praised. Amen. I stand before you today, God. My sisters and my brothers, interceding for those who need prayer on today. I'm praying for the sick and the shut-in who I had set among one day. Amen. So most gracious Heavenly Father, the maker and the creator of all mankind, the giver of every good and perfect gift. Lord, I come before you today, Lord, with the most humble heart and bow ahead, God, thanking you, God, for being God and God all alone, God. God, by yourself, God. Lord, I stand in a seat in God for those, God, who can't pray for themselves on today, God. Lord, I'm praying for those that are sick, God. 
Lord, I ask you to stop by, God. Lord, we ask for a hand of healing today, God. Lord, we ask for a hand of healing, God. First, Lord, we ask you to heal them spiritually, God. We ask you to heal them physically, God. Lord, we ask you to heal them, God, mentally, God, and emotionally, God. Whatever they stand in need of, God. Lord, we ask you to grant these prayers at the sound of my voice, God. Lord, those, God, I ask, God, that you sweep through their lives, God. Sweep through their hearts, God. Lord, each and every one, God, that stand in need, God. Those that, God, that's in our foe, God. My sister, God. Lord, I pray for Corey, God. I pray for Sister Viney, God. Lord, I pray for Deacon Sapp, God. They are all sick and shut in at the moment, God. Lord, I ask you to strengthen them, God. Sweep through their house, God. Sweep through their lives, God. Lord, we pray for each and every one, God. Those that need the strength, God, to carry on on themselves, God. Lord, we ask that you strengthen them at the sound of my voice, God. Those that are under the care of others, God. Lord, I ask you to... Take care of their caretaker, God. Take care of their children, God. Take care of their mothers and their fathers, whoever that caretaker is, God. Lord, I ask a special prayer that you put upon them, God. Those that are shut in, God, in the nursing home, God, in the hospital, God, each and every one of them, God, that cannot do for themselves, God. Lord, I ask that you place a person in their hearts, God, in front of them, God, that is have a heart, like you, God, that they know that they are not greater than you, God, that you sit high, God, and you look low, God, and you know everything that's going on in the sick, in the beds, God, in the hospital room, God, in the nursing home, God. You know how they're taking care of your people, God. Lord, I ask that you give them a, a heart of understanding, God, a heart of patience, God. Lord, give them a heart of love, God. Lord, let them take care of your people, God, as if they were their children, their parents, God. Lord, we just, Lord, we just ask, we just plead on today, God. We just plead on today, God, that you just heal, God, our nation, God. You just heal each person, God, in the way that they stand in need of God. You know them name by name, case by case, God. And Lord, we just ask all these and all things, God, even those that I fail to ask, God. I don't know all the names, God, but you do, God. You know the names. You know the needs, God. Lord, we ask that your will be done in their life, God. Not their needs, but your will be done, God. Lord, thank you, God. Lord, we pray for salvation in their lives, God. We pray, God, that you give them the strength, God, and to trust in you, God, to accept you, God, as God and God alone, God, because you are the ultimate healer, God. You raised the dead, God. You made the lame walk, God. You made the blind see, God. So I know you can take care of COVID, God. I know you can take care of diabetes, God. I know you can take care of blood pressure, God. Lord, we ask these in all prayers, Lord, and your son Jesus, most holy God, most powerful God, the divine God, son of yours. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen, amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Good morning, good morning. The word of God says that at the name of Jesus, Every knee must bow Every. of things in heaven, of things in the earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ 
is Lord to the yes. glory of God yes. the Father. Amen. 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 God, we just ask that Thank you have you. thine own way in this sanctuary on today. In yes. Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Let all the other names fade away. Take them away, God. Till there's only Let all the other names fade away. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Take your place. Take your place. Jesus, take your place. Thank you, Lord. Let all the other names fade away.
fire like a flood come however you want however you want with your power with your For you, your mercies, your grace, and your truth, for your only begotten Son, who died for us. We had sinned and come short of your glory, but you saw fit to give your very best. And for that, God, we lift him on high. And we do ask God that any gods that own anybody's heart in their lives, that you would move them out of the way, God, even now. That your son may have his rightful place, God, in our lives, oh, Father God. That he may lead us, guide us, and direct our paths, oh, Father God. Oh, God, even now we surrender to you this morning, God. Ask him, Master God, if you just to have thine own way, God. Oh, God, we may have thoughts that are contrary, God. We're praying this morning, God, that you, God, would just align our thinking, God, with you. Align our lives with you, God. Align our worship with the way you want to be worshipped, God. Oh, God, we tell you, thank you now, God. God, as we come at this moment, Father, we ask you that you just have thine way. Speak now, God, for we're listening, God. We need to hear from you, God. We pray, God, as your word goes forth, God, you allow God not to fall, oh, God, on dry ground. Allowed to fall on fertile ground that may take root in our hearts, our minds, our lives, O oh God. That we may know, God, that you are the only God, O oh Lord God, the true and the living God. And we may worship you, God, in spirit and in truth, God. Lord, even now we say, have thine way. Hide this your child behind you, the old rugged cross, God. Cover me, God, beneath the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. And I'm not seen nor heard, but your spirit is, God, and your son is lifted on high, God. We ask you now in Jesus' name. And for his name's sake, we do pray this morning. Amen. amen. Amen and amen. Let's give God some praise this morning in the church. Amen. Glory to your name, God. Amen. Amen. We bless God on this morning. And again, protocol being duly established. We thank God for everybody in their respective places, all of you for joining us this morning and worshiping and lifting up the name of the Lord. Amen. And certainly those who have prayed, amen, and sang, amen, just interceded. Be if you stood or you sat. And you're interceded, amen, on, on behalf of others, amen, and trying to do the will of God. Amen. Thank God for your prayers today. Amen. 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 And we do thank God for your presence. Amen. 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 We're taking not lightly that, once again, that we're able to fellowship amongst the believers. Amen. Um, while we're yet in the land of the physical living. Amen. Because if you don't bless him in this land, amen, you don't get a chance to bless him in that spiritual land. Amen. 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 So go ahead and get it right while you're down. Amen. 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 And to the, the choir, amen. And I'm just saying, you I'm directing the choir. That is a, um, that, that's a deep song, y'all. That's a deep song. It's got meaning to it. Um, e effectively, we're asking the Lord to move all them other things, amen, out of the way. Amen. And let Jesus take his rightful place. Amen. Some of us got him, but we got him in the wrong place. Amen. Some of us ride with him in the backseat. Amen. Some of us, amen, left him in bed this morning. We dreamt about him all night long, 
But when we rose this morning, he wasn't on our mind. Amen. He was not on our mind. Amen. So we need Jesus to take his rightful place. The only way he's going to do that, amen, if you give him the leisure of doing it. Amen. Amen. We got to come and give ourselves over to him. Amen. True enough, God made us. He created us. He shaped us. Amen. In his own image. But we got to come and give ourselves to him. Amen, somebody. Amen. Y'all got some grown children. Amen. They're still in subjection to you. They do what you want them to do. They come when you want them to come. And then you got some, amen, they ain't going to do nothing you want them to do. It's their own will that they do or they don't do it, amen. Don't get mad about it. Just pray about it, man. It'll be all right after a while, amen. Amen, somebody. We thank God this morning for everybody in their respective places. And we're not going to belabor the hour, but we do thank God for each and every one of you this morning, amen. Amen. We're going to guide your attention very quickly to 2 Peter chapter 3. And we'll be reading for you and hearing verses 8 through 15. Amen. Beginning in verse 8. The word of the Lord reads, but, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, that's singular, y'all, as some men count slackness, but as long-suffering to usward not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in all holiness, in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such thing, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. And account that the long suffering of our of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. Amen. Thus conclude the reading of God's word. Lord, speak now for your children. Listen in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Once again, we thank God for all of you. And I, I ask you a question. Have you ever had someone make your promise? They say they're going to do something for you. They're going to give you something. They're going to take you somewhere. So if they don't give you a timeline, they say they're going to do it. But it just seems like they're not making any moves, amen, to make it happen. You start wondering sometimes, is it really going to happen? Is that brother or that sister just another liar? Amen, somebody. Um, That's what seemed to have happened here in the word. God made a promise, amen, 
And along the way, individuals are wondering and questioning if God was going to do what he said he's going to do. So our thought this morning is, where is the promise? Where is the promise? And our focal verse is going to be found over in 2 Peter 3 and 13, which reads, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Now, when we take a look at the word of God, we see that the Lord speaks about the time that we're living in now. Um, the, the Lord himself, Jesus Christ, he said there's going to be wars and there's going to be rumors of wars before he returned. He said that. Um, however, it seemed like those things catches us off guard. Um, when we start having turbulent times in our lives, amen, when things just don't seem to go right, it seems as if things are going contrary to what the Lord has said. It's going contrary to what the Lord has written in his book. We start thinking it's really not going to happen. Kind of like that person, amen, who said they're going to do something and they're just not moving at your pace. That's the way it is with God, amen. God does not move at the pace of people. God moves, amen, in his own God timeliness, amen. Amen. Now notice the word that we read early on. It, it said to us, amen, that with God, you know, one day is like what? A thousand years. And a thousand years is just like one day. Amen. Y'all can go home and do the math if you want to. Amen. But I don't think you're going to figure it out. Amen. But what that says, amen, is God moved in his time. Amen. God said, amen, you may think, amen, I'm operating according to a clock. But if you notice, amen, if you read the book, amen, you don't find the clock in that nowhere. Amen. You see, amen, in the very beginning of time, amen, as we know it, amen, when God spoke, there was no clock. Amen. Said, hey, son, come up at this particular time. Amen. God said, let there be light. And guess what happened? Light came about. How long did that light take to come about? We say it was instantaneous, amen, but we just say it, the word says, and it was, amen. That's what it says. He said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, how long was it, amen? We even see, amen, from the days that God laid out from the first, amen, to the sixth and to the seventh day, amen. There's seven days as we understand it, but were they days as we understand I don't know. I'm not going to even imply that I know them. I just know, amen, I stand on faith and I believe the word of God. And God made us a promise. My point, amen, God has made us all a promise. And y'all think just for me, amen, not the promise, amen, that you said God made you. But I'm going to have the promise that God made everybody. Amen. Because what God said to you, how are you going to save you? He's going to save me. If I do what God says, I need to do. Amen. But something is needed in order for us, amen, to understand, amen, that the promise is still in effect. It's still out there. Notice, if you will, I mean, you look at Abraham, amen. God made Abraham a promise. But notice what God did not do. God didn't say, Abraham, I promise you this. See, we do that for effect. I promise you I'm going to do this. See, I'm afraid when people start saying, I promise I'm going to do this. Because now I'm looking at this thing, I mean, I said, wait a minute, you don't have the power to do what you say you're going to do. Some of y'all will dispute me. Y'all say, I got the money, I got the time, I got the job, I got the resource. No, you are not your own. You belong to God, amen. If God say you're not getting up in the morning, man, alarm clock can ring all day long, husband and wife can shake you all day, bark and dog can bark all night long, you're not going to get up. How do you know? Go check the graveyard, amen. Them folks thought they was getting up that morning. And they still sleep yeah, yeah. if they believe in Christ. Yeah. 
But one of the things that it requires, church, in order for you and I to understand the promise of God, we've got to have a pure mind. Notice what the word says, amen, over in Titus chapter 1, verse 15. He says, unto the pure, all things are what? Pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. You ever meet somebody, no matter how good the situation is, how bright the sun is shining, amen, to them, amen, the day is still dark, amen, everything is negative, they're always pessimistic, amen, they're never optimistic about anything at all, they get the job they've been looking for their whole life, they get it, and they still can't see anything good in it, amen, the first thing they do, I got the job I want, but look at the boss I got. I don't want him. I don't want what well, you asked for this. So you got what you asked for. Amen. But here, amen, the word lets us know in Titus that unto the pure, all things are pure. You ever meet that brother or that sister? I mean, no matter how bad things looked in our eyes, it always looked good to them. Yeah. They down and out there in the hospital. I mean, you go down there bemoaning their sickness and all of a sudden they're encouraging you and they're laying on their bed of affliction. Amen. Why? Because they're the pure at heart. Amen. The word lets us know the pure at heart. They shall see God. And notice, if you will, amen, you don't have to wait, amen, until you get to heaven to see God. You can experience God. You can see God move in your life if your heart is pure. But those, amen, who are undefiled, amen, they don't see God moving nothing. It's just half said that it happened, amen, but you've got to have a pure mind. The word of God lets us know, church, amen, that you and I, we must have the mind of Christ. If you want to see God, you've got to have the mind of Christ. Brother Paul reminds us, deacons, he says, amen, let this mind be in you, which also was where? In Christ Jesus. Amen. Y'all read the Bible. Let this mind be in you. In other words, you've got to have the mind of Christ. What do you mean? If you have a pure mind and a pure heart, it's not just talking about, amen, the way you think. It's talking about the way your heart operates, amen, your spiritual heart, amen. If you have the mind of Christ, it's pure. And what do you want to do? You want to see God. You want to do the will of your Father. You want to do the will of the one who sent you. You'll find, amen, when you have a pure mind and a pure heart, you're not trying to do your own bidding anymore. But here's what happened, amen, in, in, in Peter. We find, amen, the individuals who did not have a pure mind, they were undefiled. They were questioning the return of the Lord. They're saying, wait a minute now. Look how long it's been. All of this has happened, and he still hasn't come back. Is he really coming? And that's the point this morning, amen. You, amen, got to know, amen, that there's a promise that God has for you, but you got to have a pure mind to get it, amen. So the question comes up, where is the promise of God? You ever thought about it? Many of you say, amen, where is the promise that God made me? That promise that you say God made you has nothing to do with your salvation. Most of you, amen, think God promised you a car. Think God promised you a man. Think God promised you a woman. Think God promised all this good stuff for you. And that's not it at all. If we can get our minds pure and on Christ, then we'll find him in all of these other things we added unto us. Amen. The word says, seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God. Amen. That means, amen, God's got to be on the forefront of your mind and your feet and your heart and everything. But how do you get to how do you lay all your burdens down? Having the mind of Christ. Notice. While Christ was, amen, you didn't see him, amen, concerned about what the Pharisees were saying and what they was doing, amen, about these different festivals, amen, about them. he wasn't concerned about it. 
He told Amen, Peter, Amen, you render to Caesar what Caesar's. And see, too many of us, Amen, we're rendering everything to Caesar. Caesar has all of our time. Amen. When you lay down and you sleep, you're praying, you're asking God how to figure this out and not how to get close to him, not how to be like Christ. Amen. You must have a pure mind. Amen. If you're going to understand, amen, and stop questioning about where the promise is. Now, notice, amen, the Lord Jesus Christ told us how things would be before he comes back. He told us, amen, there's going to be wars. Did not say that. There's going to be rumors of wars. There's going to be famine. There's going to be All of these things are going to happen, amen. What's going on in our world right now? Wars. Rumors of wars. Amen. There's one going over there in Ukraine in my war. And in the midst of the war, there's a rumor of a war. If y'all do something, we're going to do something more. So now you got more wars that we're talking about. And even church, if you look at it, amen, if you stop just looking at the headline news, what they want to feed you, amen, and start getting your mind deep in God, you'll be able to see there are things going on, amen, that you cannot even see. Because these are not the warfare that we should be entangled with, amen. But here's what happened, amen, while they were questioning, amen, about the promises of God and when he would return, if he was going to return, if he was going to bring them through, Peter reminds them that they need to remember some things. Many of us, the things that we remember is how somebody treated us, how bad they was toward us. I'm going to forgive you. Y'all better preach out there this morning. I'm going to forgive you, but I will never forget how you treated me. See, I've run across him and some saints of God. I said, I need you to go and help brother, sister, so-and-so, do X, Y, and Z. Give this and help them out. But I, I remember how they did me. They never did that for me. What did you do for Christ for him to save you? What did you do against Christ that would have really gave him a right to say, Heavenly Father, I ain't going down there. They got him into this mess. You made them just like us. I'm still like you. I still have your mind, God. They don't have your mind anymore. They went off at me and they got caught up in their own way. Father, they're walking by sight, amen. They're doing everything that they want to do under the sun. We thought destroying Son and Gomorrah was enough. I thought that would get their attention, but it's not. What did you do so right to deserve the love of God and the blood of Jesus Christ being shed for your sins? Just say nothing. What did you do against God? Say everything. God, I've sinned. And we know we've sinned. But church, those of you, amen, who are here and there and everywhere, and say, well, brother, I haven't sinned like that. Y'all listen. Read my lips. You're a liar, and the truth ain't in you. John said we've all sinned. And he said, if any man say they have not sinned, he's what? Them ain't my words, church. That's the word of the Lord. But here they're questioning, they're wondering, amen, where is the promise? When is he going to return? Notice, amen, God is very patient. He's very gentle. He's very, and don't mistake my word I'm about to say, he's very tolerant, not in agreement with your sin, but he tolerates your mess. Church, think just for a minute. Back to the day before you gave your life to the Lord. I don't care if it's a seven years old, 
70 years old or anything in between, 80 years old, you think about the day before you gave your life to the Lord. Y'all there? Know where you were? If you don't know what you were, just say, I was in sin. That, that, that's what it was. So just imagine if you will, if God at that particular time had come back like he said he would, where would you be? The Lord, he's patient. What do you mean he's patient? Look at the scripture. 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. In other words, I mean, God, though he don't operate on our time, church, don't mean he's not going to do what he says he's going to do. Because God said, church, y'all remember this very good. I mean, God said, I do not lie. In, in other words, when you tell somebody you're going to do it and you don't, y'all say what y'all as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering where? Toward us. In other words, amen, see, you and I, amen, before we gave our life to the Lord, God still had his promise out there lingering, amen. He was waiting, amen, to send his son back, amen, again. He was waiting, but he didn't do it, amen, because when he came back, amen, he would have called our work undone, amen, meaning we haven't given our life over to him, amen. Oh, in hell, we would have lifted up our eyes, but I thank God for the blood of Jesus. I thank God, amen, for his grace and mercy. I thank God for God's long suffering because I know I was messed up. He says, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Why is God so long suffering? Why is God so patient and we impatient? Let, let, let's talk just for a minute. See, some of us, we're at a place where we're ready for the wrath of God to come down on somebody. Am I right about it? There, there, there's somebody who did your wrong. There's somebody who's doing some stuff, amen, that you just don't agree with, amen. You got some folk that you know that are doing things that are contrary to God, amen. They're living, amen, a lascivious lifetime, amen. They're living a homongering lifetime. They're stealing, they're cheating. They're doing everything they want every time you come up. They got something bad to say about you. And you belong to God, but you want God to do something about it. But God says, no, I've got to give them an opportunity to get right. Perhaps now, perhaps. They haven't heard the word of the Lord yet. For you know, the Lord, when he returns, it will be after the gospel has been preached everywhere. And everyone has heard about it. Then he's going to return. Now, with that, that doesn't mean, I mean, the moment that it's preached, some folks say, the moment that the last person get it, God's coming back. I don't know that. But I know after that point, he's coming back. But why has God not fulfilled the promise of his son coming back yet? There's some folk that need to be saved. There's some folk who need to repent. And God is patient. God is long-suffering. So those of you who have not got your life right, who have not given your life over to Jesus Christ, God is giving you opportunity right now to get right with him. No matter where you are, what you're doing, he's long-suffering. But this morning, I served notice that at some point, his long-suffering gives out. Y'all remember back in the day when you can beat your children? Well, now nah, y'all don't remember. Remember back in the day when your mama used to beat y'all? And she tried. She saw you doing She tried and tried. She saw you steal a cookie out the store. She heard about this. She heard about that. And she just waited and waited. And finally, the patience ran out. Now, some of y'all mama ain't had that kind of patience. She was short. She even thought she'd be, oh, did you look wrong? 
and you had it coming. Thank God, God is not like that. We'll be cut off, we'll be cut down. Notice if you will, amen. See, a lot of us, amen, we are just like Jonah. You know how Jonah was. God said, Jonah, I need you to go down here to Nineveh and preach. Jonah said, wait a minute, I ain't going down to preach them healing. Them folk messed up. But see, Jonah, like us, we forget that we were messed up too. That we were way out there. And some of us, I mean, we were so far out, I mean, the waves were higher than we were. And we could not see the peaceful shore of God because of all of the mess. See, those waves, I ain't talking about the water, y'all. I'm talking about the sin y'all was all tied up in. It was so high, you couldn't see out of it, amen. You was up your eyeballs in sin. You get out of one and you get to another one. Don't go there, Mike. Y'all to do one thing and you leave there and go and do something else. You go from sin to sin, not from grace to grace. You went from sin to sin. And because of God's long suffering, he allowed you to do that. That doesn't mean. That doesn't mean he's in agreement with what you're doing. I think the Lord allowed to preach one time. But I'm a God understand. I think people may, oh, God understands how messed up. But he let me do what I didn't know. He ain't. He gave me opportunity to repent. That the Lord is not slight concerning his promise, not your promise. Don't think that mess you've conjured up in your mind and God's allowed me to say it three or four times across his sacred desk. Don't think that mess you've conjured up in your mind, the desire that you have, what you want, amen, you want something that ain't yours. Don't you think that's what God is saying? That's you. There's this thought that sister maybe just won't leave me. It's the enemy said what the enemy in me he's in me it's not you you're not my worst enemy yo don't mean that's my worst enemy over there she did me wrong no you are your worst enemy because she was your enemy you would pray for her because she despitefully used you you will forgive her because God has forgiven you. But see, you don't want forgiveness because you won't forgive nobody. God said, if you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. But God is long-suffering. He's allowing you, amen, not forgive them, folks in church. Get right this morning with God. Where does that start, church? In order for me to get right with God, I've got to get right with folk. If I give my life over to God, and I get right with him. I got the blood covering me deep. I'm good to go, amen. I know I got my robe, amen, laid up on high. I'm good to go. Here's what God going to do to y'all. How do you know I've been down that road before? You got to go get it right over there. That one that you just don't care for. The one who really did you wrong. Y'all go to your high school reunion and y'all left had them little pity. Oh, I mean, y'all had the one that y'all just didn't like. Y'all want to be the king or queen of the court, amen. Y'all want to be the big man on campus. Y'all want to be the catch me. Y'all want to be all of this stuff. And somebody else was, amen. So it didn't work out for you, so you're mad at them. That enemy within you. But why is God allowing you to be like that, Deke? It's not the fact that he's not going to do what he said he's going to do. He's trying to give us an opportunity to get right with him. And church... You can't tell me that you love God and you hate the pastor, you hate the deacon, you hate the brother, the sister, you hate anybody else, you even hate those who hate you. That's not it. 
David had opportunity many times. Saul was the man of God, but Saul was David's enemy. Saul wanted to kill David. David said, no. I, I, I know he said that's God's anointed, and I'm not going to touch God's anointed. Because God has touched not my north and do my prophet no harm. And don't lay your hands on him either, amen. But God also said, thy shall not kill. Saul ain't going to do it to you. Mainly because you belong to God. Don't you know that we're all God's children? Don't you know we all belong to God? Irregardless of what your title is or what your title is not, you belong to God. The Lord, he's patient. And he's waiting for some folk to get right. Will everybody get right? Let's go ahead and say no. Just say no. So what is this promise? It's not the new car. It's not the new house. It's not the big job. It's not the big name. It's not the big hat. It's not even the position in the church. What's the difference between me and you, somebody tell me, we got a minute. Absolutely nothing. What's the difference between you and the bishop? We understand God has callings, but what's the difference? When we stand before God, I don't believe he's going to say, Pastor Robinson, Bishop Jones, Apostle so-and-so, well done, the good and faithful servant. Let all that other mess go. I can preach just as well down about CVS and Walgreens. I can't right here in this pulpit. That little extra microphone speaker we got back there, won't they plug into? I'm going to stand out in Walmart all day long and preach. And guess what? It's going to be just as effective. So why does God have us in here? So all of you little preachers out here, I ain't anointing nobody, but all y'all little preachers can go ahead and carry the word. That's the purpose. But God is long-suffering. He's not, amen, condoning what you're doing. He's just patient. He wants us to get right before that promise is filled. What is the promise? Look at 2 Peter 3 and 13. It says, nevertheless, we... According to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Amen. All of your unrighteousness, all of your filth, all of your perverted ways, it will not make it into heaven. If you're not saved, if you're not redeemed, you better keep praying that you get right before Christ comes. Because if you don't, you will not see the new heaven and new earth. You're going to see it coming, but you won't be a part of it. What is the promise? Notice throughout the word, God makes promises. Once again, he don't say here's a promise to you, but God just say, here's what I'm going to do. Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your people. You're going to be this, that, and the other. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do it. But he didn't say when. Abraham, you're going to have a son. He didn't say when. He didn't say when. He said, Jesus Christ, when he left, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going. That's my word. And if I go, I will come again and receive you to my life. That's the promise. I will. But he didn't say when. 
Notice, if you will, amen, we'll take Elijah, for instance, the prophet, amen, over in 2 Kings, amen. When he talked, amen, to, to this lady, amen, she was married to a man, amen, she was barren, no children, but she saw the preacher coming back and forth. Just saw him coming. Here he is. She went to her husband. Y'all stay in order. She went to the husband. Husband, I see this preacher man come out every single day, and we need to feed this man, so I feed him. Hey, husband, we need to make a room for this man because he's doing God's work. I'm paraphrasing that. But she decided by talking to her husband, y'all. Wives, talk to your husband. The husband is the head of the house. Don't get mad at me. That's God's word. And I heard somebody pray, man, if you don't have a husband, God is your head. And even if you do have a husband, God is the head of the husband. He's the head of the house. But you've got to be in order. Many of us, amen, were so messed up, amen, in our lives and our families, amen, because we are out of order with God. Wives don't want to be submissive to your husband. He said, be submissive to your own husband. That's what he says. So she went to the husband. And what did the husband do? See, the husband realized, I mean, I've got a good wife. I've got a spiritual wife. I know she prayed. I know she interceded. So she ain't going to give me something to eat that God told me not to eat. Made a room. And Elijah went there and dwelled and dwelled. And finally, Elijah, amen, he started having a conversation, amen, with his little protege, amen. It's okay, amen, to have conversation with folk who don't have a status or a title. Sometimes, amen, we go to the wrong folk because they got a title or a status. I'm talking to somebody. And as you go into them, amen, they're misleading you, amen, because the word of God says, amen, that the spirit of Antichrist is already here. John, I mean, he spoke about somewhere went out and left them. So they went out with titles. They went out knowing the word of God, but they're misleading folk. I ain't talking about nobody, but I'm talking to somebody this morning. So he went on, I mean, he made the room, made it up, amen. And Elijah talked to his protege and said, well, what can we do? What does this woman have need of? What does she need? He came and asked, do you need? No, I don't need no money. I got, I'm good. I don't need nothing. See, that's a humble servant to God. I don't need anything because God is all that I need. He is taking care of me. Now, that doesn't mean they mean God is spoon for you, amen, but God is making opportunities for you. So finally, amen, they realized that she didn't have a son, didn't have a child, didn't have an heir. And said, you know what, woman of God, this time next year, this same season next year, you're going to have a son. Oh, man of God, I'm barren. I can't have nothing. But he said, no, there's a caveat here. This time next year, he made a promise to that woman that next year, this time, and what happened because he was speaking amen on behalf of the Lord. Next year, the same season, she had a son. God, when he said amen that he is going to repair a place for us, he didn't say when he was going to come back. In Acts, amen, chapter 1, we see amen when Christ was taken up, amen, folks stood around gazing. Looking up at him. He had already told him, y'all going over there, amen. Y'all going to receive the spirit of promise. You're going to receive the Holy Spirit, amen. Not many days from now, you're going to receive it. And they went on over there to the upper room, amen. After Christ was gone, what happened? The spirit fell fresh in the place, church. He told them, not many days. But he said, I'm going to prepare, amen. That's the promise. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Why? That you may be where I am at. But many folk in Peter, amen, they was talking to folk who had a pure mind. They were talking to folk who knew the Lord, amen, and they were trying to convince them, amen, that God was a liar. 
Today, church, you deal with folk every single day who try to convince you, 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 and me that God is not real. That God is not going to do what he said. That God is not going to take care of us. Many folk are afraid because of the war going on in Ukraine. But I serve you notice, it can happen here. But that should not shake our faith in God. That's what they were trying to do. They were saying, wait a minute. Where is this promise? He's been saying this, amen, since my grandmother was alive and she's dead and gone. She's been saying it. She's dead. He's dead. All of them are dead. But see, the good news is, church, when he fulfills that promise, the word guarantees us that the dead in Christ shall get up first. That's the promise that Christ is coming back. And the caveat to that, amen, he's not coming to get everybody. Ooh, he's coming back for that church, church, without spot or blemish. He said, the one that is blameless. That means you've had your sins washed and covered in the blood of the Lord. That's the promise, church, that God has given us. Where is the promise? You and I. We've got to just hold on to our faith and our hope in Jesus Christ. It's amazing. The song they sing. Let all of those other things, those other gods, those other idols, let them fade away. We've got to choose to let them go. See, God has been tugging and shaking and stirring our spirit to remember the words of the prophets, amen, and the commission that the apostle gave from Jesus Christ. How were they to remember this, Sheila? They were to study the prophets. Many folk won't do it. That's all in the Old Testament. So we don't need to read that. That is relevant even today. If you want to know what's going to happen tomorrow, read your Bible. Where's the promise? I'm standing on the promise of God. How am I standing? By faith in him. Nope, I've never seen him physically before, but I've experienced him before. I've seen him move. And I know one day he's going to move from heaven back to earth, amen, just to get all of us like-minded folk, all of us who've given our life over to him, all of us who waited patiently on the Lord. God says, stand still and see the salvation of God. That's what he told him at the water. You and I, we've got to do the same thing. Stand still. Stop getting caught up with every wind and doctrine. Folk were doing it then, they're doing it now. Talk to folk, they say, well, I was reading all these other books. All these other books. Well, you know, they do this over in this particular temple. They do this in this mosque over here. They do this in, the so what you doing in there? If you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, you need to just stand and wait for him and nobody else. You ain't got no business trying to figure these folk out. You have no business trying to debate and dialogue with folk about what they are doing. The only thing we need to do, church, is preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what we need to preach. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Stop preaching everything else. And we even take this word of God and we start shaping it and molding it. Don't add to. Don't take away. If you had a question that's been lingering in your mind about when is Christ coming back? 
I'm tired of all I'm going through. You need to just wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he will strengthen thine heart. And he said, I say again, what? Wait on the Lord. Don't worry about when it's going to happen. You just make sure you're ready. Some of us are last minute folk. You got a trip to take. You ain't going to pack to the day of. That's me. We ain't going to buy a ticket. Until the day of, we get it to getting all the tickets. I ain't, I'm buying mine a month in advance, y'all. I ain't packing it the day of to make sure I'm going. I don't want to waste no time. But I got my ticket. Many of us regarding Christ Jesus, we're worried. We're looking to see if all of these signs that he said have occurred, if they're occurring. And we're trying to determine when he's going to come back. Some are waiting, sis, for the wind so he can get on board at the last minute. I'm sorry, the boat's full. When is that boat going to be full? When Christ cracks the sky. Once he cracks the sky, the promise is fulfilled. We're going to be with the Lord forever. So you need to get right now and wait on the promise and not wonder, is the promise coming? Because it is coming. As I close, something I've gotten in the habit of doing If someone gives me a check, I refuse to take that check to my bank. $29 add up. And see, my bank, see, you give me a bad, I done had it now, see, excuse me? I done had to have it before. Somebody gave me a bad check, <clears throat> I took it in my bank and I put it in there. That thing ain't bounced one time deep. That thing bounced like three times. I had like $90 worth of fee. I'm like, whoa, I ain't have but one check. So I'll take it straight to their bank. And their bank. Ain't no, I, I, my, my feeling hurt. I ain't mad at nobody. I, I ain't worried about it. See, many of us, with the promises of God, and, and that check, that's a promise to pay. Once you go to the bank, you're going to get your money. With the promises of God, many of us who are believers, we're going, amen, to their bank to try to cash it. And their bank is going to tell you it's no good. Even if it's written in blood, they're going to say it's no good. Say the word of God is no good. But now on the other end, they flip it around and you take it back to your bank. Your bank's going to tell you it's no good. But God, he's going to tell you this is good. The promise I made is good. But many of us were trying it somewhere else. That bank thing worked. Y'all let it try it. But with God, you measure the word of God against the word of God. You want to find out about the word of God, you go to a man, a woman of God and talk to them about the word. See, some of y'all talk to your co-workers. You want to talk to your, your co-worshippers. Talk to your co-workers, but not your co-worshippers. And that's why you're mixed up and messed up. There's no doubt, as Peter preached to this congregation, there's some who had a pure mind. They believed God but they had doubts because somebody who did not believe God, who had not accepted, amen, the shed blood of Christ, they didn't believe. So they ain't going to tell you to believe, Mark. They're going to tell you, I got something to help you out. Come on over here. Where's the promise? I don't know when it's going to be fulfilled, church, but I'm telling you, not at my word, but at the word of Christ. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. So I encourage you today, church, stop being 
concerned about all that's going on in the world and start trusting in the Lord and standing on the promises of God. Some folk, they just stand around the premises of the church and they ain't got no God in them. But when you're standing on the promises of God, that means you have God. So with that being said, church, you must have a pure mind. And if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't have that pure mind. You may have a good education, maybe to remember everything, but you don't have the mind of Christ. You need to have a pure mind in order to serve God, amen, to meet him one day, amen. And secondly, stop trying to hasten the day. We look for it. We're expecting it. I'm waiting patiently for it. But don't worry, because there's some folk that God is still trying to get right. We got some of our families that need to get right with God. Am I right about it? Yeah. We need to be praying for them. Not being, like, oh, if God finds you like God, I already know how he is. Son, I need to pray for you. I need to lay hands on you. And if they don't do that, shh, shake the hand, deacon, they come in the house. Don't, 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 shake the hand. Praying for them. Boy, you're a good boy. Lay them hands on them. Amen, somebody. Let me give you a hug. Pray for them. Amen, somebody. Everybody want a hug? The Lord's patient. And finally, there is not the promise that God has for you is not that what you're thinking about. Once again, church, we're in the world, but not of the world. We should not be trying to amass all of this stuff. We should be trying to be as spiritually minded as possible for God, trusting in God with a pure heart. Many of you, you can look back over the last year, two, three, four, five years, and see where the Lord brought you from. You can tell the Lord has changed. You may have got saved 20 years ago, but you can look and see what the Lord's been doing for you. Your mind's been shaped. I can look back and see what God has done for me since I've been at the church. I can see what he's done. I can see where he brought me from. Amen. That's because I desire a pure heart. I desire a pure mind. I desire things that are not like God. I don't want them in my mind. I don't, God, forgive me for what I saw. Forgive me for what came across my computer. Forgive me, God, for all this stuff. I want a pure mind. And once again, if you don't have a pure heart, you will not see God. I don't care how much you study, how much you read, how much church you got in you. If you don't have the heart of God, you will not see God as Lord and Savior. You will see him as judge. And he will pronounce you your judgment. Depart from me, thou workers of iniquity. I know you're not. But God knows everybody. Yep, he knows what you did. But he's saying, your name is not in my book. So there's a place reserved for you. My children, there's a place reserved in heaven. For those who decide to be bastards and walk away from God, there's a place in hell for you. Reserved. And there's somebody there waiting to torment you day and night. Let us bow. Father God, today, we bless you. We praise you, God, and we thank you for your word and for your promise. God, we know the promise is still in effect, O oh Lord God, though we haven't seen it yet, but we're trusting one day, God, your son, Jesus Christ, is going to return. But while we wait, God, we pray that we can be about your work and about your business, God. Lord God, even as we be about your business, we pray, God, 
that we, God, can be like you and become long-suffering, O oh Lord God, with those, God, who are not like us, God, those who are walking contrary to us, God, not that we're tolerant of their ways, God, but we're praying, God, that you, Lord God, would change them, shape them, mold them, and save them, God. For, Lord God, your word declares that it's not your will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance and to your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray now that you allow these words, O oh Lord God, these songs, O oh Lord God, that they would touch somebody today, God, that they may give their life over to you, God, that they may be saved, O oh Lord God, that they can see you, God, on that great getting up morning, God. Even now, God, we tell you thank you, and we ask it in Jesus' name, and for his name, take do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Bless God this morning, church. St. John's Nation, I hope you enjoyed listening to Pastor Michael H. L. Robinson Sr. bring the word that God has given him. If you'd like to see Pastor live, you can visit our church at 715 Winding Road, Kingston, Georgia, or watch him on Facebook Live at SJNBC Kingston. You can also follow Pastor on Instagram and Twitter at SJNBC Kingston. If you like our ministry and you would like to donate, you can go to our website at www.sjnbckingston.org or you can give on Giveify at St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Kingston. I hope you have a blessed day and like always, always be blessed.